Well, good day to everybody. Hey, here we are at the Free Range Rotarian Podcast. I am Eric Anderson, your host, and with me today is Marie Macedo, who is currently with Early Mart Rotary Club, and she also works for the Early Mart School District. So, Marie, how are you doing today? Good morning. Doing well. Glad are you to be really here. now? Good deal. Good deal. Well, Marie, let me ask you. We're going to get into this real quick. You work here at the school district. What exactly do you do for Early Mart? So I have two roles. I'm the Director of Human Resources, and I've been doing that for 13 years. And in addition, I'm also the Director of Special Education, and I've been doing that for two years. So how how does an HR person get into the Director of Special Education stuff? That seems to be an odd mix to me. Well, it is, but I do have a certificated uh, credential. I'm a school counselor by trade. And the director left two years ago of special education, and someone needed to do it. And so <laughs> I volunteered, and I'm learning a lot. I'm having a lot of fun. I think we're doing great things. So what's the what's the biggest what's the biggest challenge or the, like the most exciting part of working in, in that special education field, coming out of HR kind of thing? Well, seeing students grow, helping students, talking with families. Uh, delivering services that the students need that they might not have had. Um, so seeing students grow and helping students and their families is uh, most rewarding. Okay, doke. All right, now, and help me, help me understand this right. If I, if I got this right, early Mart only, the school district only covers ages up through, through grade 8. Right, we're a K-8 district, and then okay. uh, the high school district is Delano. Delano Joint Union High School District. So the kids go from early March to, to a Delano. different town to go to school. Right. Okay. So uh, about how big is early March as a town, population-wise? Well, I think it's a little over 6,000, if not more. Oh, okay. I know the sign says 3,000, yeah. but it's a lot um, larger than that. Uh-huh. It's the largest unincorporated town in Tulare County. Well, largest unincorporated right. town. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Just unincorporated. Trying- what exactly does that mean? Because I honestly don't know. That means that uh, it doesn't have a city government. So it's like Goshen, Cutler Rossi. Okay. Uh, so none of those are uh, incorporated. So we don't have a city manager, a city council, uh, you know, fire. It's all ca- the county is the sh- we're serviced by the sheriffs. We're serviced by um, by t- uh, Tulare County Fire Department. So we don't have our own government. Oh, okay. So how does, does that make it more or less difficult for, for the school district here to function now that you, because if I got this right, then you pretty much answer directly to the county and not uh, to a city government bo- or well, city board. But or the something. school district, it's its own school district, and so it's independent. Uh-huh. And we have a superintendent. School oh, okay. Board. Okay. So it's independent, independent of the town. Uh huh. Oh. Wow. You know, just like Tulare, you know, the the city council is independent of the Tulare Joint Union High School, yeah. Tulare City Schools. They they have their own um, government, if you will. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. So, so in a, in a small, well, in the biggest unincorporated town of Tulare County, right? What are, what are like the biggest challenges or the most interesting things about working in this school district and taking care of the kids that are here? 
Well, um, early mart um, has um, the sewer is at its capacity, so that Ooh. means that they cannot build. Okay. So right now we're facing declining enrollment uh -huh. um, because um, we cannot build. There's there isn't any room. Uh, there are some, um, there's a subdivision in the plans, but um, they can't build. So that's, that's very challenging wow. to the district. Uh, and how long is that? So I got to make sure I'm clear on this. You're saying that because there's not adequate sewage, sewage support, right. I guess. They cannot that add any more to the build existing uh, pipeline that goes to the sewer. Yeah. So the um, public utility district is working on that uh, to expand the sewer. I believe they've applied for grants, but uh -huh. it's, it's a process. And so the public utility district is another district in early March. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's actually, that's, I, I never would have, I've ne never would have thunk about something like that. No. To be can, candid yeah. with you. Because if you don't live it, you know, if it doesn't affect you, yeah. you, you don't know, you don't pay attention. Yeah, to absolutely. Wow. S sewage. Huh. <laughs> you know, okay. So, so let's come back around here, back to the HR side of things in, within the context of H of the HR world, what do you do here for the district? So, uh, hiring, firing, uh, policies, uh -huh. anything that has to do with human resources, complaints, um, everything in the realm of, of human resources. Man, you sound like you got a lot on your plate. It's, uh, it's, it's busy. I mean, it sounds like just the HR alone, and this is HR for the entire school district, right? right? And so, we have about um, maybe a little over 1,800 students. Uh -huh. And what about the, the, the total staff size, that including teachers and things like that at the different campuses? Uh, maybe a little over 300. Okay. So HR, 300 people. A little over 300. And then you do special ed on top of that. Yes. How do you work all that together? I don't well, I just, um, this year, I was fortunate enough to have a five and a half hour um, uh, uh, human resources technician. So I have um, a staff of two. One works eight hours and the other one works um, five and a half. Oh, and okay. they're extremely helpful. Uh, <laughs> and that, that, that really helps a lot. Huh. Wow. I never would. I'm. I'm still. I'm sorry, but I'm still hung up on this whole sewage thing. That it and it's, yeah, it's that, a process and a long process. It's. Uh, I talked to someone the other day, and she said that she was on. A, she wanted to build a home, and she finally built a home, but she was on a waiting list for ten years in uh -huh. order to be able to build the home. This is right here in Early Morning, mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. next to her mom's home. I guess what I guess what intrigues me, or what captures my attention more than anything, is. We we hear and we get involved in different things uh, through through Rotary and like different continents that deal with sewage issues, uh, water, clean water issues, right. and things like that. And we've even got into clean water related issues in other parts of the San Joaquin Valley here right. in California. But never here in the valley have I heard, really heard anybody talk about how sewage is impacting the, a town's ability or yeah a, the town's ability right. to grow right. so let, let me ask you this and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to kind of speculate on this if you had if the if the town of early mart 
had the capacity to grow, right, that, that sewage was not an issue, how do you think, what do you think Early Mart would look like today if that constraint were, was not on Early Mart? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Uh-huh. Um, definitely, we probably would have uh, a lot more students. Yeah. I know that the track that it's in uh, getting, uh, once the sewer takes care, um, once the issue is uh, resolved, um, I think it was about 300 homes that they were planning on, on building. Wow. I could be wrong, but I think that, yeah. was, that was the number. Uh-huh. Um, so it would definitely um, have a lot more people. Yeah. And huh. more economic growth, you would think, more business. And would it, would that drive the school district into uh, to to max capacity, or are you already there and it, no. that would force you to build more to, no. to accommodate? Yeah, the that kids? I'm not quite sure, but we are definitely in the declining enrollment, so we're not at uh-huh. capacity at any of the sites. Okay. And is that declining enrollment just primarily because people are moving out of this area? Right. Okay. Because housing is not available. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Who would have thunk that, right? So, so check this out then. Let's, let's do this here real quick. Let's, let's move right into taking a look at the rotary side of things because okay. uh, that, you know, it's, it's cool the things that you're doing as an HR uh, special ed. I'm still amazed that you're putting, that you're getting both of those to work together, to be honest with you. And what did you say, about 300 staff and approximately 1,800 kids, right. uh, K through 8, and, and you handle, I don't know, it's, you're, you're more ambitious than I am. I'm just going to be straight up with you on that, right? So let's, let's do this then. Let's just talk about, about your Rotary Club. First of all, you, before we started this, you mentioned that you were actually a charter member of your club, right? Yes. Yeah, so our club chartered in um, 2010. So okay. March 18, 2010. You can't see it, but uh-huh. um, actually, I thought I had the letter on the wall, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Uh, so that's when we chartered, yeah. and um, I've been here since I've been working in early March since 2005. Uh huh. And I started asking about, you know, service clubs, if people felt like a service club was needed here. And everyone said yes. And they told me that there had been a Lions Club sometime in the past, but no one could, didn't know what happened to it. If they were still active, we couldn't find a club that was still active. Uh And so because I had a history with uh, Rotary, so I contacted someone and that's how we um, got the club here. Now, was there was there like a, a an, an already established club in one of the surrounding towns that kind of worked with or sponsored, or did you just yes. stand up so from scratch? Yes, we so um, we were chartered by the Tulare Noon Club okay. and the Visalia County Center Club. Oh, okay. So Paul Daly is one of our adva- advisors, and uh-huh. he's from the Tulare Noon Club. Yeah. And then past District Governor uh, Nina Clancy from oh, the Nina. County Center. That lady's all over the place. Yes, so she was actually my <laughs> first contact. Yeah. Okay. about starting the club. So yeah. we began meeting unofficially in September of 2009, mm-hmm. and then we chartered um, March 18 of 2010. Okay. And so uh, since that charter, like like when you started, how many charter members were there? Um, 22 or 23. Okay. Uh, 22 or 23. Uh-huh. And since that time, so this is 2010, now here we are, we're a little over eight years later. 
How's the club doing today? Well, we're doing fine, but the uh -huh. membership has dwindled. We have 10 members now. Yeah. We had eight when the year started, and, uh -huh. and one, of, one of our goals is to double the membership. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we need six more. We're two up. Uh -huh. Oh, good deal. Uh, good deal. So, I, and I just got to ask, because I, I keep getting stuck on this one thing, is, is part, of the, part of those numbers, are, do you think that they're kind of related to the issue that you talked about, about the lack of housing and people going to other locations? Uh, no, um, our issue is that most of the members work for the school district. Okay. So, you know, they get promoted, they they find other opportunities, yeah. and so yeah. they leave. Oh, okay. And one of our major challenges has been to actually um, uh, recruit members from the community. Now, so that, that kind of begs the question there, uh, in early March, I mean, it's obvious that the school district has a big footprint throughout throughout the town, which is good. Right. Uh, but what are the? I, I'm assuming that like ag, uh, ag, yeah, yes. drives um, drives yes. the community a bit. Is yes. there anything else that kind of has a big impact? Other than the school, well, the school district is the largest employer. Yeah, and I kind of figured that. Um, yeah. So the corner store owners. Uh huh. Um, uh, restaurants, yeah. uh, a few restaurants, uh -huh. um, and I think that's that's mainly it. McDonald's just came into town maybe okay. three years ago, yeah. and their members. Uh -huh. um, but other than that, uh, that's what we have. So, and because this is an unincorporated town, is it reasonable to assume that there's not like a chamber of commerce or anything? There is like that? not. Although okay. you, you could have one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there is not a chamber of commerce. No. Okay. Uh, okay. I see. Wow. Yeah. So, see, I mean, granted, Visalia and Tulare aren't the biggest towns in the right. state, but there is a big enough population right. there, and there's a diverse enough mix of of, of, of businesses. That that rotary that that the, the the seven respective clubs between the two towns have a much broader uh, kind of reach. Just, or I guess you could say a much more diverse mix of people in their membership. Right. For just that reason. Right. Uh, so man, it's like the most fascinating thing in the world to be honest with you. So what what are the things? What do you got planned for this year? Because you serve right now as the president, right? Right. Um, so I just came in as president, and uh -huh. actually it was just, you know, you need to have someone on record. And yeah. uh, uh, hopefully I'll do uh, some months, and then someone else will step uh, up. Yeah. But if yeah. not, then I am the person on record, and, uh -huh. and I'm committed to being yeah. president for, for the entire year because yeah. I was charter yeah. president, <laughs> and I didn't want to be president again, but yeah. someone needs to be president. Yeah. So uh, one of our major accomplishments was the park, the Rotary Park, which is right yeah. next door. Yeah. And now there is another park, but when uh, we inaugurated the Rotary Park, there was not a park yeah. in the entire um, town. So yeah. this was the, the first park. Huh. And then right next to it is a baseball field. And this really is a baseball town. Is it really? Yes. No kidding. So if you come any evening right now in the summer, you'll see... Um, the middle school field, you'll yeah. see the the uh, baseball field that belongs to the memorial building, uh, they're, they're full. Yeah. And so our goal is to revamp that. Uh -huh. And that, so that's what we're working on. It's uh, like over $300,000 for that project. So when you say like revamp, what Just exactly are you talking ev about? Everything. 
like what putting in better grandstands and like a little food shack or something like that the grass the the bases the flagpole uh everything oh so how far along are you on that project because that sounds like a multi-year kind of thing right well we had actually um the farmer that uh, actually supported the rotary park Uh um, that donated um, basically everything um, actually um, has committed to it um we're working through that process. Okay, good deal. So even though he's not necessarily, he's somebody local here, right? Yes, uh, out of Delano. Oh, okay. Yes. So even though he's not in Rotary, he's on board with what Rotary is doing. Right, right. And wants to support where he can. Right, And it's like, okay, that's pretty But we're also, I mean, trying to seek other funding. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Um, how do you guys? How do you guys go about like your annual fundraising? I'm always curious about. You know, we don't people, have don't yet. Have we don't yeah. have an annual fundraising. Uh-huh. What we have is we have 50 uh, 50-50 drawing, which we sell five thousand dollars worth of tickets. Which uh, you'll be on my list, Eric, okay. for next year. All right, <laughs> <laughs> giddy up. And but it's you know it's only twenty five hundred dollars. The the winner keeps twenty five hundred. The club keeps twenty five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. We had a long-term uh, planning uh, in May, and uh, one of the things that were two two fundraisers that we're trying to do is um, black tie at McDonald's. Okay, and there then you go. and then uh, like a wine tasting at uh-huh. one of our members' home. Yeah, wine tasting. Well, you can't go wrong with that, and I I like yeah. that idea. I mean, nobody does a black tie in the McDonald's thing. Yeah, um, but. Evidently, somewhere uh, in Monterey or Carmel, they have this 10 years ago, and um, that sounds fun. And, yeah. Uh, I just don't know. We haven't decided. Is it going to be for kids only, or is, you know, is it going to be for adults? Yeah, yeah. But, so those are the things that we're pondering um, on for, yeah. for this coming year. And, you know, and I'll tell you this, too. This kind of goes back to the comment that you made about this town being a baseball town. I was coming out here, and I, bl- I believe it was 2013. And uh, I was doing music lessons out here, and it was right across the street from the uh, from the junior high, from the track. Mm-hmm. And I would get done at like somewhere between five thirty and six thirty at night. And so I was, I'd be loading my gear in the car, and I'd look out there, and it seemed like there were a lot of people every single night. That I was out here, I was I would come out here. I think on Tuesdays on the baseball field or uh, the track on the track. Yeah, the track is uh, a beautiful track. Yeah, and it's like you know th- there were pickup soccer games that were going yeah, on. Soccer. There were like four or five different basketball games right. that were going on. You had one or two volleyball games that yes. were going on. You had a bunch of people just walking around the track. Some were running. A couple were looked like two moms that were pushing strollers along and shooting the breeze. But it, it just it really it really stuck out of my mind even back then. That even though early Mart is a small town, um, and maybe because it's a small town, it's it seems like a pretty tight community. Because like in Tulare, at least what I see in Tulare and Visalia, you, you don't see that quite as much. Where on you know on a consistent weekly basis, mm-hmm, there's a mm-hmm. large group of people that are at a school or at a park or whatever the case may be, and they're out there like every every Tuesday like clockwork. People are, the place was busy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like, there are a lot. The, place the track attracts a lot of people, and yeah. early in the mornings as well. Yeah, and I can see that around here. <laughs> so, so when you look at, at you know just kind of taking a look at your presidency for this particular year, 
and I understand that you're like semi pinch hitting, but do you and the club, you have any goals, any targets that you're trying to hit? You said that you would like to see your numbers come up. Right, doubling right? the membership is, is a priority. Yeah. And then um, at least one major fundraiser. So here's the question that I got because, well, because I'm curious. What are y'all doing to, to try to increase the membership? We're talking to people. Okay. We're inviting them to come to meetings. Uh-huh. Uh, we're um, telling people about Rotary. We're showing them what we've accomplished in the past, which yeah. I think I believe we've accomplished quite a bit for yeah, a small club. Absolutely. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're talking to other people about possible members. Yeah. Um, what was that thing? Oh, this one. Some people that are listening, some people that watch are in clubs that have like, you know, 100, 200 people, right? right? And like you go in and you talk to them about it and you say, I've got this big thing going on. And the first thing they do is it, how much do you need? And they're ready to write the check. They may not understand the dynamics and the challenges that a small club experiences. For you, especially that you've been a charter member over like the what did you say the past eight years now? Uh, yes, two thousand ten. What are the what are like uh, what are those challenges that that a small club runs into like yours? Because my club is small too. I just want I'm comparing notes here. Do we run into the same well, challenges? Well, I mean, of more? course, the the challenge is uh, membership, uh-huh. and the challenge is uh, where we are. Yeah. But you know, early March's not going to move. That's what I tell people. Absolutely. It's not. Yeah. It's not going to move. And of course, money. You know, we're yeah. not. I think we probably have ten thousand dollars, and yeah. we sponsor a student, two students, in inbound and outbound. Yeah. Um, so we have commitments already. Yeah. Um, so those are our major challenges, but it's also very rewarding. I found people that are very open and very helpful. Yeah. You know, for example, um, Scott Daly and Paul Daly are. Um, taking the lead with the, the revamping the baseball field. Oh, okay. And they've helped us with the park. I mean, they're just, um, people are just uh, tremendously very, very helpful. Well, and to me, that's one of the interesting things, like this park in particular that you talk about. Uh, I remember the day it opened, the, the big ceremony they yes. had out here. And there was this guy by the name of Gary Smith. Gar- I love Gary Smith. He found... Gary Smith from the Visalia Sunset yep. Club. Yeah. He actually found the donor for us. Did he? Yep. He and I were presidents at the same time. <laughs> and that's how I got to meet uh, Gary. Yeah. And he found uh, the Munger family for us. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, what I love about Gary is that I, I had no idea. Uh, I don't even remember why I came out here. Were you I, here? I th- yeah, I was here that day. Oh, you were. Uh, it might it's it might have been that which uh, what year was that? What rotary year was that? I was believe that? it was 2012. 12, January 13. Of, no, um, 11, 12. January of 2012. Okay. I couldn't be that because I didn't come back here until May of of 2012. Uh, but I was out. Anyways, I, dates don't really matter that much. I remember being out here for the day that they did, the park was done and it was the full up unveiling, kind of like handing the keys over to the city, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Gary was just sitting there. And it's like, as soon as I saw him, I didn't say anything to him, but as soon as as I saw him, it's like, I should have known. Because Gary's just that quiet guy that like draws no attention to himself. And all of a sudden, boom, something like really, really cool 
has taken place and Gary was in the thick of it, but you'd never know because mm-hmm. that's yes. just Gary. Yes. It's just the way that he does things. Right, right. Um, you know, he's just, he's calm. You know, he's, he's chill, very intelligent guy. It sounds like he's quite well connected and you would never know. Uh, Maybe it was 2011. I'm not sure, but it was January. Yeah. I, I know that it was January because it felt like a borderline, almost like about to get foggy in San Joaquin Valley. Oh, it was foggy. It was a very foggy morning. Yeah. But uh, like I said, it the, was the, a very foggy morning. I, I know that I was, I definitely remember being out here. I remember seeing Gary. Uh, I can't remember who our Rotary Club president was the year that, that, that the park actually opened. Um, but like I said, I, it, it couldn't be January was 2012. It was it Daniel? No, um, I'm trying to, I can't remember who my, Barb, Jan, Janice, who was before Janice? That was Bill Waite. Um, it, what, Florence was there sometime? Florence, by the time I got into Tulare, uh Sunrise Rotary, Florence was already, she was already uh, recognized as an honorary member, so mm-hmm. she had pretty much stopped coming. Uh, let me see here. So it Might have been January 2014, maybe? Maybe it could have been. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. We're getting old. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. I, can't, <laughs> I should remember that actually. Yeah, uh, it's it's not a problem at all. It's just it blows what you know what got this whole thing started is just I think it is one of the really cool things that you myself and I believe a lot of other people have seen. Wrote, excuse me. Early Mart is a small town, and Early Mart has a small Rotary Club. But because of the connection or the affiliation or the network that is Rotary, you get these people like, who do you say, Paul and, what's his name? Uh, Paul and Scott Daly? Yeah, out of Tulare. Mm-hmm. You get Nina mm-hmm. Clancy, who's got quite a bit of oomph, quite, who can get a lot of leverage mm-hmm. on things. Mm-hmm. You got people like Gary Smith. Uh, that are quite well connected in their own little in their own spaces right. and things like that, and all of a sudden you get you get this mass that, and momentum that gets going, and all of a sudden it just kind of concentrates efforts on early March. Right. And we see a park that pops up, and now we see a baseball uh, a, a baseball field that gets renovated and to to support an active baseball community here in early March. And candidly, I think that's just one of the cool things about Rotary is that even though you're you're a club separate and unto yourself, which is a good thing, there's also this vast network of other people and clubs throughout, and who knows where where that'll come from. Right. Uh, and you just you just never know how it's going to work. I just I think it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, Rotary's amazing. Yeah, it is. And it, you know, and I and I'm glad you said that because that right there, these things that we just talked about here are are the exact reason for why we're sitting down and talking about this. This is this is the story of Rotary. This is how Rotary is impacting early mart in some big way or some small way, not just the 10 people that are currently a member of your club. But the Garys and the Ninas and the Pauls from different clubs and from different towns that are willing to get involved and put their time and their effort and their connections into early Mart to right. improve the quality of life. Uh, because you're a part of the school district, do you remember this uh, get on the tech bus? 
Do you remember, have you heard about that at all? Get on that, the tech bus. On the tech bus that took place, and I think they were doing it with early March students. I'm not quite sure. It was, it was an initiative that was done through uh, Self-Help Enterprise. Uh, that, and the only reason why I bring it up is that they would actually bring a charter bus here, mm -hmm. and they would get kids from the school system, mm -hmm. and they would take them to places like, uh, what's that, Bitwise mm -hmm. up in Fresno, mm -hmm. and introduce them to, to the world of mm -hmm. tech. Mm -hmm. And they would take them to these different locations mm -hmm. throughout the valley and introduce them mm -hmm. to these different things that these kids in early Mart don't, you know, and really the underlying idea is this, don't think that just because you're in early Mart, you cannot do these things. Well, you just actually, need to be aware that they're there. Actually, the early Mart school district is quite advanced in technology. Is it really? We're one-to-one. -one. Uh -huh. Every student has a Chromebook. Wow. We have smart boards. Uh -huh. um, so it's very innovative when it comes to technology. That's that is actually very good to hear, <laughs> you know, because not there's a lot of rural rural. Uh, I can never get that word right. Rural schools. There you go. Yeah. Right. No, uh, we have quite a bit. We don't have a Fitbit. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah, those we, are coming, have, right? we have quite a bit. What's that? <laughs> those are coming, right? <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. What's the name of that company in Fresno? Is it Fitbit? Bitwise. Bitwise, I'm Bitwise. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Bitwise. Well, for, uh, and Visalia and Slayer don't have that either. Yeah. It's it's this, if I remember right, I've not been but, there yet. But we're quite advanced. Yeah. Good deal. Good yeah. deal. Well, my friend, thank you very much for indulging me. Thank oh, you very much for sharing both the early Mark Rotary Club story and really the story of the bigger rotary that surrounds early mart and it's nothing more than just people that are willing to work with you and others in this town to add that little something something that makes life in a small unincorporated town of about six thousand people makes life just a little bit better okay look they love baseball then let's hook them up let's yes. let's help them get a better baseball field because it is fun to play on a decent field you yes. know, when you, when you don't feel like you're always in the sand lot, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, my friend, thank you very much. Thank I appreciate you, your thank time. Thank you for coming out. Oh, no, thank you. And, folks, this is it. This is Episode 2 of the Free Range Rotarian Podcast. Uh, I am Eric Anderson, the host. Do me a favor. Definitely like and subscribe uh, to this channel if you like what's going on. And also check out the show notes where you'll be able to check up on what the school district here in Early Mart and the Rotary Club in Early Mart are doing because we're going to have some we're going to have some links posted there for you. So with that being said, that's our rumor and we're sticking to it and we will see you on the next episode.